One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello the world! This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I am Courtney Eck. And we are happy to be with you tonight. Yeah, hell yeah. Couldn't be happier about it. We love you guys and yep. you look really nice tonight. Looks so Totally. Good. Love the way you did your hair. Mm-hmm. It's Courtney's night and she's going to tell us the story of... The despicable, unbelievably tragic and devastating murder of Sophie Leonay. This one oh, is a no. wild ass ride. Do you know this? No, but what a beautiful name. <sighs> what a beautiful name, what a beautiful person, and what a Damn it. F- fucked up case, you guys. Here oh, we go. No. So Sabrina Coutier was born in Algeria in 1983 and immigrated with her family to Paris when she was a child. When she was 18, she met a 23-year-old man named Osim Maduni, who went by Sam, and he was also of Algerian descent, and they started a relationship. In 2005, the couple moved to London, and glamorous Sabrina tried to launch a career as a stylist, fashion designer, and songwriter. No, no troubles there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she, you know, you'll see pictures of her and she is gorgeous. She's very yeah. stylish, very beautiful. I mean, definitely the type that could walk into off. that. Yeah, walk into that environment and get people to jump on board with whatever she was doing. I don't know if she was actually talented, but she certainly looked the part. Sabrina and Sam had a bumpy relationship. And in 2011, the couple was taking a break. And during that time, Sabrina spotted a man named Mark Walton while in line at the bank. Mark Walton was a founding member of the boy band Boyzone, which I do believe was an Irish boy band. Boyzone. Boyzone. (laughs) Every time I see the name, because it's all one word, I think I kept wanting to call them Boyzone, but it's Boyzone. Was He was managing a musical group called Blue, and he had also worked with Lady Gaga, Enrique Iglesias, J-Lo, and other very well-known musicians. Needless to say, he had done very well for himself. Sabrina asked the bank manager who Mark was, and Mark did the same thing, and so Ooh. the bank manager set up the two, and they started messaging each other. 
The two agreed to meet up at a bar, and Mark headed to the bar thinking he was going on a date with Sabrina, but when he arrived, there were already 11 other men there. What? Turns out, Sabrina had invited all of them there to pitch a pyramid scheme that she was involved with. (laughs) Oh, no. And most of them were like, peace, I'm out, you weirdo. Wow. That... I mean, I've been on some really shitty first dates, but never have I been pyramid schemed. Right? Can you imagine? That's amazing. It's amazing. You use your, like, wily good looks to lure these men to a bar to, like, get them to join your pyramid scheme. Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Mark Walton did stick around, though, and he actually invested in the scheme. No, he didn't. Yes. (laughs) Wow. She's hot, dude. She's a very beautiful woman, so... There you go. Sabrina initially claimed that it was only 225 pounds to sign up, but it had actually been 800 pounds to sign up, plus additional fees, plus monthly fees. Whoa. (laughs) Sounds like a good plan. We're off to a good start. (laughs) So luckily, Mark was rich, so didn't mind throwing some money at a pyramid scheme to be able to spend time with Sabrina, and the investment actually paid off in the romance department. Ooh, I bet. She's like, yeah, be part of my upline, if you know what I mean. <laughs> nice. God, I love an MLM sex pun. <laughs> the two got very close, started spending tons of time together talking on the phone and in person, and Sabrina eventually started opening up to Mark about her troubled past. She claimed she'd suffer from abuse her entire life, and two of her uncles had raped her when she was younger, mm-hmm. And so Mark adopted a bit of a protector-savior role with his new love interest. Sabrina was totally smitten with Mark and enjoyed his glamorous life and celebrity connections. So five or so months after meeting, Mark moved into Sabrina's home and started paying her £2,000 a month for rent. Once Mark had moved into Sabrina's home, a different side of the sophisticated, soft-spoken woman started to emerge, and Mark claimed she started having violent outbursts. Mm. I mean, any romance that starts with a fishing expedition for a pyramid scheme is probably not going to head in a super strong direction, but nobody deserves violence. He claimed that one time she woke him up by punching him in the face because he'd what? been snoring. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. And on another occasion, she threw an ashtray at his head during an argument. Sabrina also had a child from a previous relationship, and the couple went through four full-time nannies in a very short amount of time because Sabrina couldn't stop accusing Mark of cheating on her with them. Mm. Sabrina posted cameras throughout their house to try to catch Mark engaging in inappropriate behavior with the nannies, but never saw anything that would lead her to believe he was being unfaithful. Mark stuck by Sabrina's side, justifying her wild outbursts with the fact that she'd been so badly abused, and 14 months into their relationship, Sabrina found out that she was pregnant. Mark was beside himself with happiness, and a couple of months later, Sabrina had to travel to France to help out her mother, and a while after she left, she called Mark to announce that she'd had a miscarriage and they were no longer expecting a child. I couldn't corroborate this part. I heard about this on a video, but it doesn't, it's a little, I mean, knowing what I know about Sabrina, I believe that this happened, but I I didn't get the details of this, the next part of the conversation, but... 
So Mark was absolutely devastated, understandably, mm-hmm. and called Sabrina's brother to process the loss. And imagine his surprise when Sabrina's brother announced that not only had they not lost the baby, but the baby had been born and was alive and well. What? Yeah. How long was she there? I think a few months. But she was, for, oh. I think she was pretty far along uh, in her pregnancy when she went to France in the first place. So I, Crazy. again, yeah, I didn't, I didn't find an article to back that up. I found articles to back everything else up, but yeah, regardless of whether or not she faked a miscarriage while she had had the baby, I don't, she's a fucking bizarro lady. You'll get to right. understand that as we go, but regardless, they had a child. So Sabrina has two children, one of them with Mark. Apparently, Mark was like, LOL, what a wacky joke, and continued to stay in the relationship with Sabrina, despite the fact that she was an abusive liar and manipulator who lied about babies dying. Allegedly. Yeah. Right. In August of 2013, Mark put down a deposit on a flat, plus the first several months rent for Sabrina and their baby to live in while he went to live in LA to work. Once Mark was in LA, Sabrina was like, thanks for the free flat, and basically ghosted her boyfriend and the father of her child. Mm. During this time, Mark started to question whether or not the baby was actually his and made the decision to cut Sabrina off financially to try to salvage what was left of his dignity. Mm-hmm. I was Sabrina say, usually people that are so paranoid about their partner cheating oh, for yeah. no reason are the cheater, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I don't know about her relationship with Mark, but you'll find out later that, yes, she definitely cheats on her partners. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Sabrina wasn't stoked about being cut off, so to retaliate, she started calling all of Mark's celebrity clients to report that Mark was a pedophile. Oh, God. And f- Yeah, can you, I just can't. I cannot even imagine. It's like, it's such a lose-lose because then you're put in a position so that if if... if the person, the celebrity or their agent even contacts you to verify the information, then you have to say that your ex-girlfriend is crazy, which is also a horrible red flag, right? Yeah. To be in the defensive, like to to have to be defend that is impossible. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, total lose-lose. And even if they believe you, they know you well enough to believe you. You're still associated with somebody who's calling people to say that you're a pedophile. So that's sketchy in and of itself. It's like, do I want to do business with somebody who's associated with somebody who's this volatile, right? Yeah, no. The answer it's, is no. Yeah. Lose, 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 lose. So she also filed around 30 police reports against him, despite the fact that he was in Los Angeles, <sighs> that stated no. that he was in a black magic pedophile ring and had been sexually abusing her cat but left out the important detail that she didn't actually own a cat and never had. Oh my God. What is happening? She's so off the fucking rails. Wow. Beyond. Yep. So without Mark around to be her punching bag, Sabrina started lashing out at everyone around her and started having very public outbursts, which became infamous in the upscale neighborhood that she lived Mm in. Her poor kids. Yeah. The owner of the local news agent, which is like a convenience store, um, which was located right across the street from Sabrina, said he'd witnessed her outbursts firsthand. He said that on one occasion, she'd come in for some groceries and realized she'd forgotten her wallet and so had no way to pay for her things. 
He said that rather than apologizing and running back across the street to grab some money, she instead lost her mind and started screaming at him as if it was somehow his fault. Mm-hmm. Her rage escalated to the point that she called the police on him. <laughs> And when the police showed up, they had to escort Sabrina out of the shop because she was being so belligerent and was so in the wrong. Wow. I mean, she needs to get on some medication. Yeah, at a minimum. At a minimum. But that would certainly go a long way, I'm sure. Yeah. Neighbors and also her claims about her uncle's uh, abuse were lies. Those were never verified. Yeah. I mean, I'm, clearly something happened to this woman, like I, whether or not it was her uncles or whoever, but um, there was no, there nobody ever verified, was able to confirm that anybody had raped her as a child or abused her, but clearly right. somebody has, right? Right. So... Neighbors said that aside from her strange outbursts, she was generally annoying and antisocial and would do things like leave her garbage on the street, would park in front of neighbors' driveways so they couldn't get in or out of their driveways, and was known to pay her rent late. So once the gravy train had officially shut off, Sabrina ran back into the arms of Sam, and in 2016, he moved into the flat that Mark had secured for them, well, for Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Sam was working as a financial analyst at the time, so made plenty of money to support Sabrina and her children. Despite Sabrina being an all-around awful person and the fact that she repeatedly cheated on and left Sam for other men, he basically worshipped the ground she walked on and was very submissive in the relationship. Mm. Quote, Although the couple was joined by a traditional Muslim marriage certificate, Coutier openly flouted the relationship, referring to Maduni as a relative or friend publicly while dating other men, which is like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. And even though Sabrina had gotten back together with Sam, she still clearly had an unhealthy preoccupation with Mark and obsessively tried to check in on him and gather information about him. There were even reports that she brought printed out photos of him down to the stores in town to ask strangers if they'd seen him anywhere. (laughs) She's just unhinged, completely fucking unhinged. She told these people that if they spotted him at any point, they needed to call police immediately because he'd been breaking into her home to abuse her children and steal her boyfriend's semen. What? Sadie, it just continues to get fucking weirder. Yes. I, my jaw is, like, I, it's open. It's on the floor. <laughs> it's, what is happening? Yeah. She yeah. doesn't give any Fs. She is like, she's just very mentally broken person. Yes. all I can think of. Extremely I mean, delusional. It's like, just no hold. Like, just doing it. Going for it. Yeah. All of the most terrible things you can think of. Yeah. All at once. Like, yeah. And my guess is like, she's French, right? She speaks with a French right. accent. And so, and she's very beautiful and very glamorous. So I assume everybody just, just, just thought she was like an eccentric, like, mm-hmm. you know, fiery French Algerian, you know, like they're right. just like, oh, she's a real firecracker. Right. And, you know, yeah, we all know those people who come in and they're so, it's like talking wildly and just saying wild things. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, so eccentric, you know? Yeah, but she's fucking dangerous as Mm -hmm. F. 
So life went on despite Sabrina's very strange obsession with hurting Mark. And in 2016, she and Sam decided to hire an au pair to help out with the two children. Au pairs generally come from other countries, and it's generally a win-win for the au pairs and the families because it's an easy way for au pairs to travel to a new country, and it's more affordable for the families because they offer room and board and less pay. Generally, they just pay a little extra spending money, but not a full salary. Mm-hmm. These positions are rarely regulated or protect in the UK, and it's mostly left up to the families and the au pairs or their agencies to negotiate the terms of the stay, and most au pairs in the UK make around 90 pounds per week. Despite the fact that au pairs aren't official employees in the countries they work in, they're still expected to pay taxes on the wages they earn, so they Mm. don't end up making much money, and they always run the risk of being mistreated by the families they sign up to help. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Right? And I don't know how they connected. I don't get the sense that Sophie went through an agency, but anybody considering doing this, which I encourage people to do, I've a lot of friends and family members who have been au pairs and had wonderful experiences, but Mm -hmm. please go through a licensed agency to do this. You need to be protected. So Sabrina and Sam hired 21-year-old Sophie Lyonnais to come care for their children. Sophie was born in northeast France on January 7, 1996. She was described as quiet and gentle and was extremely close to her parents and stepfather. She loved creative pursuits like playing guitar and reading and also enjoyed ice skating and was passionate about causes that fought against animal cruelty. She was also very passionate about working with children and was thrilled for the opportunity to work in London because she was also working to improve her English language skills. Sophie moved to London in January to live with Sabrina and Sam and help take care of the children in exchange for room and board and 63 pounds per month. At first, the family got along extremely well with Sophie and neighbors also reported that Sophie and the children absolutely adored each other. Neighbors said that Sophie was shy and humble and very likable and one neighbor said, quote, she was an angel. She was so good with the children and had a lovely face. She was kind and quite shy, and with the children, she set up a mini shop on the side of the street selling sweets and biscuits. <sighs> she's so, ugh, she's such a beauty, such a, you can just like, Sophie. you can just tell she's like, just loves animals, just a sweet, shy girl, and t- truly gorgeous, like a true, true French beauty, but, you know, in a kind of meek, mild yeah. way. Oh, There were quite a few other nannies working in the neighborhood, so Sophie quickly made friends with them, and her mother said she sounded very happy with her new life in London. She said that Sabrina and Sophie spent a lot of time together having tea and chats, and that Sabrina even gave Sophie a makeover using her skills as a stylist. Unfortunately, this didn't last. Yeah. Over the next few months, Sabrina started becoming much more demanding of Sophie and required her to work 80 hours a week. People who knew the family confirmed that over time, they never saw Sam or Sabrina with the children, and Sophie was the only person they ever encountered running all of the errands the children required. Hmm. The owner of the shop across the street said that she would come in twice a day to pick up groceries and other items for the family, and people in the neighborhood reported that Sophie lost a ton of weight over time. Oh, no. They weren't feeding her? Get ready, Sadie. Oh, Courtney. 
The owner of the local fish and chip shop asked Sophie if everything was okay, saying, quote, her body language showed that there was something wrong. Once she said Sabrina beat her, I asked why. She said she had dropped the butter. Oh, no. Yep. Here we go. So what no one fully understood was that in the home, things had gotten very, very hard for Sophie, and Sabrina had started abusing the young nanny and accusing her of having an affair with Mark Walton. (sighs) Sabrina's ex, who had been living in Los Angeles and had nothing to do with her for around three years at that point. Oh, no. Sophie and Mark had never lived in the same country at the same time, let alone heard each other's names. Right. But Sabrina had become convinced that they were carrying on an illicit affair behind her back. God, what do you do with that? She's all alone. She has no money. Yep. She barely speaks the language. You've got this crazy person you're working for. Yep. Talking about somebody you've never met. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You're sweet. You're shy. You're oh, 21 man. years old. Yes. You're 21. Like my Courtney, I get 21 would have rather, I would have just remained in servitude rather than like confront somebody a hundred percent. It's just so scary in a whole new country away from your family. And this is like, it, it happened very quickly. She was yeah. with them, I think in total, like 14 months. So oh, man. yeah. So to punish Sophie for this perceived betrayal, she started to restrict Sophie's food, which was the reason she'd started to lose so much weight. Sabrina also started calling Sophie terrible names, I mean, terrible names, and claimed she was a whore and a slut for having relationship with Mark. Of course, shy, sweet Sophie didn't confront Sabrina or tell anyone what was happening to her in the home because she didn't speak English very well and was totally at the family's mercy while she was in London. She did express to her mother at one point that she wanted to go home, but said it was because she was overwhelmed by the duties of the job, but didn't mention any of the abuse Sabrina was inflicting upon her. Her mother encouraged her to stick it out for a while, and when Sophie insisted again that she was ready to go home, Sophie's mother bought her a plane ticket and sent it to her in London, but unfortunately, Sabrina intercepted the ticket, destroyed it, and took Sophie's passport from her. No. Yeah. Like, full prisoner. Wow. Full prisoner. Yep. Sabrina's delusions about Sophie's romantic relationship with Mark only got deeper and darker over the next month and a half, and she started to accuse Sophie of sneaking Mark into their house while the family slept and claimed he made it a habit to inject everyone with heroin so that he could then sexually abuse the children without anybody knowing. I just can't anymore. I also, I read, there's some transcripts, I'll get to it in a moment, but they recorded a lot of their interrogations of Sophie and Mm -hmm. I think that they were claiming that she had heroin soaked lozenges that she was then like dissolving in water and giving to the family before bed but regardless they were definitely accusing her of putting heroin in their bodies so that they could fall asleep and not wake up while Mark abused the children and Sam's just totally on board like going along with this well we'll get to that too So as a punishment for these perceived crimes, Sabrina took away Sophie's phone and only allowed her to call her parents from Sabrina's phone while she was standing right next to her. No. 
She stopped allowing Sophie out of the house unless she was running a specific errand for the family. And this eventually devolved to the point that she wasn't allowed to leave the house at all. And they also stopped paying her. Oh my God. Up to that point, Sam had excused himself to take a walk anytime Sabrina launched into her abuses of Sophie, but that reached a turning point and he decided to join Sabrina in beating and abusing their indentured servant. It's reported that they would keep Sophie awake for days at a time, would waterboard her in their bathtub, Mm -hmm. and would strike her with electrical cords and other objects. They also decided it would be a good idea to capture some of their torture and interrogations on camera. And so over the last 12 days of Sophie's life, they made several recordings of the couple interrogating Sophie and the awful things she was forced to endure. I just can't even, I just, this is awful. It's fucking awful. Quote, Coutier recorded some of these sessions in which she played, quote, hard cop, to Maduni's quote, soft cop on her phone. No, it's a horror show. It's like so fucking, ugh, poor Sophie. I can't, I cannot begin to imagine. I mean, these are, this is a horror movie. This is what horror movies are made of. Right. Yes. The sweet <sighs> French, oh, oh, you know, like. Yeah. Nanny going to London. Yeah. This is a horror movie. And she's right in the middle of London, like in a townhome in a Mm-mm. upscale neighborhood being tormented tortured abused psychologically tortured i mean all of while there are two children in the house yes yeah and she's trying to care for them oh my god yeah so they eventually planned to hand over the footage to police as quote evidence of the nanny's guilt no yes so that's why they were recording it In the recordings, Sam and Sabrina are basically yelling back and forth, and it seems completely delusional as they push Sophie to admit to their uh, bizarre allegations. I mean, it's almost incomprehensible, the things that they're saying back and forth to each other. So much that I didn't include any of the transcript in in this, because it's just Mm. bizarre. Yeah. Sophie barely speaks on the transcripts, and when she does, it's just to reiterate that anything she said at any point, she just said because she was scared. She repeated multiple times that she just wanted to go home, but Sabrina continued to insist that if she left, she'd be arrested and would spend 40 years in prison. Mm. The most disturbing aspect of the transcripts, in my opinion is that Sabrina and Sam seem to truly believe their delusion that Sophie was carrying on with Mark and sneaking into their home to abuse the children. They are clearly so far gone, and I cannot imagine Sophie's confusion and terror as they relentlessly interrogated and tortured her. There's also a photo taken of Sophie just a couple of days before her murder, and she is basically a skeleton and looks totally broken and exhausted. I just can't believe it. I know. I really can't either. On September 18th, 2017, Sabrina and Sam interrogated Sophie one last time. And during the interrogation, Sabrina repeated several times that if Sophie confessed to letting Mark in their home, she'd be free to go home to France. So Sophie confessed. Afterward, instead of letting broken, scared, sweet Sophie go home to her family, they dragged her into their bathtub and drowned her. They then packed her body into a suitcase and hid it in their shed for two days. Mm -hmm. 
On September 20th, multiple people called 999 to report that intense and extremely foul-smelling clouds of smoke were pouring out of the backyard of Sabrina and Sam's residence. The fire department were dispatched, and when Sam greeted them at the front door, he claimed that they were simply cooking some chicken on the grill in the backyard, and there was no cause for concern. The fire department were like, that's all well and good, but you clearly don't know how to grill chicken, so we need to come back there and make sure it's been properly extinguished because you are too close to your neighbors to be firebombing poultry in your backyard. (laughs) That's not funny. I am not laughing because it's funny. It's horrendous. This is horrendous. Yes. Sadie, and you, I mean, I'll post pictures of the the complex. I mean, these are fucking townhomes. These are tiny, like, in London... You know, with those like little tiny backyards, I, yes, that come with I can homes picture it. Yes, in London. Yes, like a, a hallway basically of a yard. Yes, exactly. Yes. At best. So in oh the yard, God. firefighters did find a portable grill with chicken cooking on it. Oh my God! Like it but, was going to cover up the smell. Sadie, can you believe they? They were like, "It's fine," <laughs> and this will th- totally throw them off. Like we'll just. Oh, oh my yes. God. Directly next to the grill, there was a raging bonfire. They proceeded to extinguish the giant fire burning in the tiny yard, and in the process of doing so, uncovered what appeared to be human fingers and other body parts. Oh, I have so many chills. I hate this story. It's It's so far beyond. Sam claimed they'd tried to cook up an entire sheep, and it had gone awry. a sheep yes they were like what is this exactly and they're like oh we a sheep but uh, we got out of control and the firefighters were like why was the sheep wearing human clothing and jewelry mm-hmm. with fingers. he actually said bollocks that's what he said i read an mm-hmm. interview with him and he said bollocks mm-hmm so the fire department contacted the police department and police swarmed the residents and blocked off the entire neighborhood Sophie's body had been so badly damaged that it took authorities two weeks to identify her conclusively or determine her cause of death. They were able to determine that at the time of her death, she had a fractured jaw, five Mm. fractured ribs, and a fractured sternum, and her sternum had been fractured for up to three days. Do you know how fucking hard it is to break a sternum and how painful it is to have a broken sternum? I know this whole time I was thinking clavicle, but you mean sternum that goes over your... Yeah. Like, yeah, no. I yeah. Uh, no no no. No no no. Her injuries were so extensive they compared them to injuries she would have sustained if she'd been in a catastrophic car accident. Mm-hmm. They also found a note that Sophie had written and hidden that said, quote, Why me? I need help to stop them. Oh, I... Ugh. Sam and Sabrina were arrested for Sophie's murder, and at first they claimed she died as a result of an accident. They'd admitted that they'd been interrogating her about her relationship with Mark. So they were like, yeah, we did believe that she was having a relationship with a man who lives in Los Angeles and has for three Mm -hmm. years. And they admitted that they dunked her head underwater a few times. And eventually Sam said that he got so frustrated that Sophie wouldn't admit what was happening, that he'd punched her in the head, which caused her to slip under the water and whoop, she drowned. Mm-hmm. Oops, what an accident. Yeah. He claims he did try to revive her, but it was too late. Mm-hmm. 
He later retracted that statement and said that he'd actually been asleep when Sophie was murdered and Sabrina was responsible for the entire thing. He said he woke up and saw Sophie unresponsive in the bathtub and tried to revive her, but she was gone. On the flip side, Sabrina blamed Sam for Sophie's murder and said she had absolutely nothing to do with any of it the entire time, despite the Mm -hmm. fact that police already had her phone that was chocked full of recordings of she and Sam interrogating and torturing Sophie. Sabrina was evaluated by a psychiatrist and diagnosed with depression and borderline personality disorder, but was not found to be criminally insane. Mm-hmm. I Sam, mean, I mean, try again. Go I back know. and do that again. Seriously. It's wow. Like, if she's not, I don't know who is. Yeah. Sam was also evaluated and wasn't diagnosed with a single thing. They, yeah. ha, they did, the press does call this one a folie du, and any excuse to say folie du, I will take. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, essentially just a, just madness between two people. Yeah. I mean, I think Sabrina was completely mad, and Sam just went along for the ride because he was obsessed mm-hmm. with her. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like stating the obvious here, but. Well, and he also was abused by her. You know, like, not yes. that he was necessarily a victim, but. It, no. He was a, a victim of her abuse. Yeah. And I don't think probably Sam... was just like, okay, fine. Like I'll yeah. do this too then. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. She's like, well, I'm going to leave you if you don't get on board. And then, so he just had to engage in the delusion to keep his mm-hmm. abusive girlfriend around. And yeah, I don't think that Sam likely would have committed murder if he hadn't right. met Sabrina. Right. So the couple went to trial in May of 2018, and they mutually admitted to having tried to dispose of Sophie's body, because of course they did, because they got caught doing that part. Right. They did continue to blame each other for her actual murder, but the evidence that they'd both participated in her torture and murder was so overwhelming. And so after a two-month trial, they were both found guilty of Sophie's murder. Mm. Sabrina wrote a letter to Sophie and her family, which she read at sentencing, and I'm going to read it to Mm -hmm. you now, so Mm -hmm. you have to feel as mad as I felt after reading it. I don't think I can do it. Sorry, dear listeners. I can do it. I have to. I mean, I I know we all get it. I know we all understand what a horrible, horrible person she is, but this is the icing on the fucking cake. The letter said, Dear Sophie, may peace be with you. First of all, I wish everyone, including Sophie, especially her parents and family who are suffering badly, to know how deeply sorry I am for what happened to Sophie. We shared many good times together, as well as pains, until things went terribly wrong, and it ended up in this horrendous tragedy. I think of you every day, and I am shocked and sad that you are not a part of this world anymore. It feels like a horrible dream to me that I wish I could just wake up from, Every day I live with sadness and sorrow. I am suffering every day, Mm. thinking of you and what happened to you that dreadful night. I only wish I could turn the clock back so that it never happened and you would still be alive with us today. I will live without hope and I can't ever imagine being happy again. I can't ever imagine being happy again. (laughs) So mad right now. I struggle every day and I'm very disappointed in myself. Sophie, I wish things could have been different, and I hope that you rest in peace with God. With deepest regret, Sabrina Coutier. (sighs) Poor Sabrina Coutier. 
She's struggling. Mm, awful guys. for her. She's so really hard for her. Fucking sick. Yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's beyond. Mm-hmm. But it is like the perfect snapshot of her mental state of what a flaming narcissist psychopath whatever she is like the just yes. mix it all up put it all in a pot and mix it up and that's sabrina coudier mm-hmm. the judge's response was quote you were both involved in torturing sophie in the bath in the lead up to her death and making her think that she would drown unless she gave you information you wanted which was not in her power to give because it did not exist The suffering and torture you put her through before her death was prolonged and without pity. I do not think you thought for one moment you were acting lawfully. I'm sure you knew the way you interrogated her was unacceptable in the extreme, that it was unlawful to assault her, and that she was in a dreadful state by the time of her death. And in torturing her in the bath was totally and utterly wrong. In the end, both Sabrina Coudier and Osi Maduni were sentenced to life with a minimum of 30 years. Mm, that's not too bad for the UK. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's as bad as it gets. That is the maximum yeah. sentence. So yeah. I, there is no punishment that is ever sufficient for what they put her through. But no. That, my darlings, is oh, the yeah. wildly fucked case of the murder oh my god poor 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 sophie leone no that was awful that was so awful i remember but, hearing about it and when you see their mug shots i definitely reckon recognize sabrina's face from the yeah. mug shots and i i remember reading about it briefly but i had no clue the like depths of the no horror and the delusions oh my god Hmm. I hope their kids are okay. You know, I mean, they're yeah. not, but yeah, yeah. And I yeah. Hopefully, just... they were somewhat shielded from the insanity. And I don't know how old they were, but I'm guessing like at least four. And I have no idea how how much older the older one is, but the youngest was at least four when she was. Oh yeah. 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 So, very well, not much to say about that except fucking, I, yeah, there's just not, I don't even know what to say about that one. No, there's nothing to say. No, I'm so sorry for Sophie's parents and her family and for Sophie. Yeah. Um, she should have just come to my house. Yep. And helped me with my kids. Yep. And instead, she was sent to. A horror house. Yep. A like, house of yeah. absolute fucking horrors. Ugh. It's just, it's so hard to wrap your mind around and I cannot, my heart just is in shatters for her family thinking of realizing like after the fact what she had been enduring. Yes. And I don't know how, I don't know if she was able to talk to her parents like right up to the end. I don't know how, what that timeline was for her, but right. uh, yeah, I think it, I'm assuming Sabrina probably had her talking to them and just being like, yeah, everything's fine, you know? Right. And knowing that, you know, if I was her, if you're her mother, you would just fucking fly right on into London and grab her out of there had she had the slightest inclination of what was going on. Of course. Yeah. You call, yeah, you would do whatever you could. Yep. 
but you don't ever expect that to be what's happening no you know like it's hard work yeah like yeah kids are hard just keep going this is what you wanted to do right you'll get through it you'll learn some lessons it'll be okay yeah not oh my god they're torturing her they've developed this delusion that she is involved with this woman's ex-boyfriend in los angeles you know like it's yeah you know at the at the you would assume that okay well this woman's being hard on her you know maybe she's a little too demanding or something but that's you know that's just part of growing up and having bosses and getting jobs and find making your way in the world like a lot of people are hard on people you know but yeah jesus god yeah it's so it's it's a lot it's a lot and i don't it's hard to believe that things like that actually happen yep as i was reading it as i was writing you know researching and writing it i was like kept forgetting that it was real you know right it's it's rare that i cover a story and i'm like wow what a wild story no this is fucking real this is real life you know like she really went through that that was really real and i i just i can't yeah it's like uh is it Sophie Likens? Is that her name too? The woman, the girl mm-hmm. who was tortured by her mm-hmm. aunt. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Like, yeah. it's... Ugh. Anyway, so peace and fucking love and strength to her family and anyone who God. knew her and loved her and her... and the Seriously. ...children, but... Um, should we all take a well, drink of water? Great <laughs> drink of water. <laughs> I am going to right now. You drink with me, everyone. Everyone hydrate, and then we'll do name time, and we can we can seriously. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There is no easy way to transition yeah. out of that one. So I think we just go for it. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's do name time. You guys, it's name time. <laughs> Oh. Okay, I again, once again, I don't know if I will be able to get through the entire list that even from breaking up the list last week, I might have to continue to break up the list this week because yeah, this shit's long. Yeah, let me it. start with my, my found name from yesterday. <gasps> Great. Yeah, I went to um, Carmel, Indiana, which is very fancy. It's very rich. And... Um, bought a couch a leather sofa and recliner uh from these very rich people mm-hmm. and i was packing it in the u-haul or whatever and uh, when i was taking it out i could see the le- the tag the like the label on the couch <laughs> and it was like um has a stag on it yeah it does and rich yeah. people have stag leather mm-hmm. couches it was like dick idol collection <laughs> <laughs> So it turns out Dick Idol is some like country guy. I don't know what he does exactly, but he I helped do. design this furniture. I do. Dick Dick Idol. I'm very familiar with what Dick Idol does. God. Aren't we all? Oh, God. Uh, well, second only to Dick Idol is the gastrointestinal doctor in Texas, whose name is Doctor Dudum Pooty. <laughs> <laughs> oh the world is too good the world is too good it's too bad it's too bad and too good it all it's all perfect that is oh my perfect God. that is perfection 
Like you were born with the last name Dudem Pudi and you knew what you had to do and you fucking did it. It's amazing. It's amazing. There is okay, this person is like definitely getting into Harvard. Like they're like, how how should we name somebody to get them into Harvard? Eli Titus Conrad Bosk. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How about Rolo L. Quarles? <laughs> That's just fun to say, man. Rolo L. L Quarles. Quarles. Wow. Q-A- I love that. Q-U-A-R-L-E-S. Quarles. Yeah, Rolo is an amazing name. It really is. Uh, Pooh Hines. <laughs> Crystal England. Oh. R.I.P. Queen. R.I.P. the Queen. Speaking oh, of which. Oh, yeah. How's everybody doing with that? Yeah, okay. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, R.I.P., but somewhere also... in between. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Betsy Honey. Dickie Doo. <laughs> <laughs> that feels Southern to me. That smacks uh-huh. in the South. Yes, it does. Um, how about this fucking remarkable name? Amy Shaftmaster. <laughs> yep. She's uh-huh. dominating some, uh-huh. some, some markets right now. <laughs> Hopefully she's going to start making leather couches alongside Dick Idol. It's 100% her destiny. Rebecca Love. There's Sub. Maybe this was, I don't know if it was supposed to be Stub Toe Lane. It came through as Sub Toe Lane either way. Sub Toe Lane or Stub or Toe stub Lane. Toe lane. <laughs> I love them. Any, any road with toe in the name. I feel like this one's come through before, but that's probably just because it's too good. Dr. Richard thing t-h-y-n-g <laughs> i like that <laughs> yep uh somebody knows a teacher in a school named william hare and his brother's name is richard hare <laughs> somebody in new zealand has a friend named wit matters <laughs> wit and his wife have a teenage son wit matters jr and they call him half wit Oh, that's so cute. Um, somebody, someone said, one of my very best emo friends from high school is Carl Match. Carl married his perfect match. Her name is Carla. Carl oh, and Carla Match. Match. <laughs> <laughs> that's so oh, cute. Oh my God. Um, okay, a couple more. Uh, grandfather was a vicar at a church in the UK and there were two women who worked at the church doing the wedding flowers and the Sunday school and whatnot. And they were called Sue Dyke and Mary Wiggly. (laughs) So cute. Uh, they decided that they needed emails and their emails were Dyke church at hotmail.com and Wiggly church at (laughs) hotmail.com. Oh, my God. Okay, two more. Uh, There's a bariatric surgery group in town, and doctors who owned it were Doctors French and Fry. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And there's an English plumber and businessman named Thomas Crapper, and he held three (laughs) toilet patents. Uh Uh-uh. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And that, uh-uh. darling people, that's it for this week. That's name time. That I is think, name time. I think that's the most perfect place to end. 
<laughs> Thomas Crapper and his three toilet patents. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Man. Thank you guys. Keep them coming. Send us some yes. more every yep. time. Please. Every time. Do it now. <laughs> or else. Don't hold back. Why are you <laughs> holding back? What is the okay. point in that? Just let it out. God. Uh, um, well, let's do a couple shouty outies. Fuck yeah, we should shout some outs. And get ready. Mm-hmm. Woo, 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 yeah. Woo. While you're getting ready, I'll tell little listeners about... I was driving with my kids uh, past a cemetery, and the oldest one noticed that there were some like cross-country joggers jogging around the cemetery and he's like oh yeah that'd be a good place to do some jogging you know like do some races there (laughs) and then my four-year-old like shitty as could be said yeah or like a really good place to find some coffins (laughs) like a kid i swear to god dark angelic like you know blonde big blue eyes yeah (laughs) this is where find coffins like you're just so such a little shithead the best way <laughs> it's the best we were he downtown really indianapolis in a horse and carriage like a pumpkin style coach you know, like a cinderella coach <laughs> clopping by said, dude giddy up <laughs> he's so funny he's so funny uh, yes, it really is oh you know who uh, else is funny I would love to know who's funny. Lay them those, on me. Those, those lovely people who give us money every month for extra episodes. Yeah. As little as $5 a month. Yes. Get over there. Pay for it. And uh, I will reiterate, if you want to listen to main feed episodes without ads, we have a $1 option on Patreon that gives you just the main feed episodes, but they will be sans ads. So yep. do that if you want that. Do it if you must. We appreciate it either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much to KCM. Oh, I forgot what I was doing. And now I can remember that I'm talking about Casey and how she is a moving and she's moving and she's moving and she's grooving and she's sitting on the top of the mountain and she's looking down and she's looking around and she says you know what i see today i see my future and it's very beautiful and it's full of things like prosperity happiness love and companionship and me lifting up everyone around me with my glorious nature and my beautiful personality. Yes. yes. It's like the worst high school musical in 45 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I'm so into it. I love it. Have you seen the TikToks where people do impersonations of high school actors or just actors and theater actors entering scenes or leaving scenes? I could watch it for... <laughs> like yes like coming in with a little punch <laughs> I picture it, like yes slapping their uh, fist in their hand and like uh, looking around and then like purpose. a little bit of a a little bit of a yes. side like oh uh, i'm falling down no i caught myself i'm leaving oh god that's please can to one of my sh- kids be in no please, please. I, that is where i draw the line i can't Ugh, you'd love it <laughs> 
Says, we already have two actors in the family. I'm full up on theater actors. I love them so much, but man, there's a lot of gesticulating. There's a lot of wide eyes coming at you. <laughs> they had a, a wedding with a, um, what do they call it? A Not a carnival, a... You know, like everybody performed. It was, it was like an open mic, but with the fancier. Oh my god! Uh, anyway, lots of gestures, lots uh-huh. of comedia masks. Yeah, <laughs> good. Speaking of, it was amazing. It was fucking amazing. It was delightful as hell. But I'm good. We're we're met our quota. Uh, thank you so much to Ali. Hey. Allie, aloha, she said to the bad vibes in her life, and they went out, and she filled up with all the good things she has ever wanted, and then the the good things came in, and she brought them in, and she kept them in, and now she's unstoppable. <laughs> Since she said aloha to the bad things, and aloha also to the good things, because aloha <laughs> means hello and goodbye, and also maybe a couple other things that I'm not aware of. And she's happy now, and she will be happy forever, and that's what she deserves. <laughs> Does aloha mean? I, I almost mixed yes. it up with shalom. I, I, no, no. I know yeah. shalom Bible also means will you live in peace. Thanks to Vacation yes. Bible School, I know that. Right. Let's see what aloha means. Love, affection, peace, compassion, mercy, simple greeting. Okay. Whew. Means so many things. Yeah. Let's do one more. <laughs> okay. One more. One more. Thank you so much to Jennifer H. Jennifer, Hi. She said, hey. as she walked through the door, and I gave her a high five, and then she said, what are we up to? And I said, look, listen, Jennifer, I think we should huddle around with our arms around each other and our foreheads face to face, and we should think of how to stop all this nonsense around us. And she said, I know how, I know exactly how. And I said, tell me, I'm really dying to know. And she said... <laughs> follow me and then she walked around and all around she had like a care bear coming out of her chest and then she knocked down the baddies and she knocked down the judges and she knocked down the shitties and she knocked down the uh, uggies and she knocked down the farties and she knocked down the other shitties And then we turned around and around and the camera panned around us in a circle and we were suddenly surrounded by all of the good in the world. Good job, Jennifer. Yeah. Good job on that. Did it. Oh, man. We are just so grateful to have you all. That is the truth. 100% the truth. We couldn't do this without you. Quite literally, we love you so much and we appreciate you. And also, the, my favorite thing, I think I've mentioned this before, is seeing the Patreon conversations in the feed over there. Yes. Y'all are super active. They had chatting, supporting each other, talking about vulnerable things, giving yep. us encouragement. It's a wonderful, a wonderful community. And if you want to be a part of it, I highly encourage it. Those are your people. Yep. Get over there enjoy it thank you and also if you want to spend more time with us you can find us on tiktok youtube instagram facebook and twitter at they will kill 
you can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can always email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Yes, we would love it if you did it. Just imagine it's like a love letter to us and then write it down and send it. And we will get it and it will make us so fucking happy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, AJ Bergans, for your music. Thank you so much for your music. And remember... Graveyards are great places to find coffins if you need them. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. You can take a jog or you can find a coffin. <laughs> I don't, I question the legality of finding a coffin, yeah. quote unquote, finding a coffin, but that is right. not for me to uh, advise you uh, right. on. That is for you to discover on your own. <laughs> right. Yeah. He also is like, so is it just full of bones over there? <laughs> like, yes, yeah, actually. Pretty, pretty yeah. full of bones. Pretty <laughs> fucked up thing to think about, kid, but. Uh, par for the course now that now that i'm thinking about it all right you guys we love you so much thank you for being here thank you for your support and we'll see you real soon we will see you so soon goodbye goodbye (laughs) goodbye goodbye Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.